0: God, I do want to welcome each and every last one of you to the Kingdom International Intercession and Word of Empowerment Broadcast. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am Apostle Deron Zorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. And it is an honor and a privilege to be in the presence of God with each and every last one of you, because God is truly faithful, faithful. Amen. To each and every last one of us, We bless the name of the true living God, that his glory is falling upon you right now in your mind and in your heart and in your home, in your business, amen, Glory to God, thank you, as you just embrace him and allow him to do what is necessary so that he may shine forth in your life in the majestic name of Jesus. We bless the name of the true living God, that there's absolutely nothing impossible For him to do, amen, in the majestic name of Jesus. Glory be unto God in this place, amen. So we bless the name of the true living God as we have this powerful woman of God coming forth um, this morning to minister unto us his word of truth amen for those who have been following us in our studies we are in the book of leviticus chapter 15 and 16 and let me introduce this powerful woman of god she received salvation on pentecost sunday june the 7th 1992 at the age of 18 God drew her to ministries that was governed by the apostolic doctrine. She is a minister of the Lord and a founder and the founder, amen, and CEO of Fluent Life. She is the youngest of three children and was raised in a single parent home in Cincinnati, Ohio. Growing up, in a lower income neighborhood in Cincinnati, had his challenges. It was her drive to succeed that caused her to fight through. Amen. Glory to God. I don't know what is causing those issues. Amen. Because on my end, I'm seeing all the levels that the levels are not. One moment. Let me check one more other thing. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just bless the name of the true living God in this place. Because he is holy, worthy, amazing. Uh, let's one more sitting here. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That is all on high. I don't see any breakage here in the meters. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 I hope that you guys can hear. Uh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um. And we're going to try to push through this. Amen. <clears throat> glory to God. Um, because I'm not sure. Sh- Sure. Amen. Amen, and amen, amen. Uh, But this powerful woman of God, amen. um, She serves in leadership capacities within local churches and currently serves as a uh, faculty in the Kenner Strategies University. She delivers God's word globally every Thursday Sunday through Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. Um, She became a licensed minister in. 2017 and she graduated with a doctorate degree in theology and biblical studies in 2009 from isaiah university um she has um several grandchildren she have um six um daughters amen glory to god and one son her favorite scripture is first timothy six and six but godliness with content is great gain. Amen. Glory um, to God. Thank you, Jesus. So we just bless the name of the true living God for this powerful woman of God. I would like to introduce to some and reintroduce to others, none other than the Dr. Don L. Cooper. Amen. In Jesus' name, woman of God, you have the platform.
1: walk away, and it seems like
2: you let go, it, Your relationship just, just becomes a lot deeper. Um, you, you'll get into um, just your commitment, your loyalty, just your understanding of God um, really opens up when you can really delve into these scriptures. And so I just uh, put that out there for everyone. You know, um, uh, begin to read the Old Testament, see why God did the things that he did and how they relate to us today. Um, if I had a name for this sermon, it would be dark, the darkest before dawn. Um, it is darkest before dawn. And so um, we'll begin to see that as uh, we roll out into uh, the message today. So Leviticus 5, it really um, talks about um, the, uh, 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 the uh, sexual immature, uh, impurities um, of the children of Israel and what to do with those. Um, in uh, Leviticus 15 and 2, it says, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When any man has a running issue out of his flesh because of his issue, he is unclean. Amen. So he is unclean. And whenever it's a chronic running, he is unclean. So we're just talking about those things today that are unclean. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, And it says uh, in 13, and when he has an issue, uh, is, is cleansed of his issue, then he shall number the seven days. So it begins to tell us what to do when we are unclean. But in 19, it says, and if a woman have an issue and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days and whosoever touches her shall be unclean until the even." So we talk about the, uh, uh, the issue of men and the discharge of, of semen, and the chronic discharge, and a lot of times we uh, uh, that's labeled today as a venereal disease. So when a man has maybe a venereal disease, or that he he has uh, emissions of semen, that's that's considered unclean. Um, and then when a woman is on her menstrual, or when she has chronic a uh, chronic issue of bleeding, those things are unclean. And it really made me think. It really made me think because these individuals didn't have anything to do with why, uh, with that issue, meaning um, when they had an issue of blood. I mean, women come on their cycle, so why should that be addressed? Why should that? That's not a function that they decided. That's not a function that, uh, it's a function, it's a natural function of a woman's body. But when we begin to look at these four things, we, we come to realize that all of them have to do with fertility or periods of infertility. So we have uh, all of them deal with the proper and improper functions of the fertility uh, uh, issues, and no procreation is taking place or most fertile after. So we're most fertile after these things occur or are fixed. Hallelujah. So there are uh, some similarities with the men's semen and the women's blood how it is um, all dealing with fertility, and it deals with the, the 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 fertility of the man and the woman and it you know I wrote um in thirty one ways of influence uh the dorm book that came out uh, uh, there were a lot of co-authors in this book, but my chapter was on relationships. And, and he came, and why he came. And God came to restore relationships, to restore relationships. And so these are things that kind of uh, bring relationships with regards to man apart. Because God says, stay clean, stay clear, don't touch. You have to uh, come away from people when you're like this. So, um, and then it caused me to think about uh, why he came. And he came for relationships. And that was why he came, relationships between uh, people and relationships between man and, and himself. And so the first commandment that God gave was to be fruitful. One of the first commandments was to be fruitful and multiply. And that's the exchange of semen between a male and female. Improper means, improper, it means the procreation, that procreation pleases God immensely. When it's done properly, it pleases God. And so all four of the bodily discharges were signs of inappropriate or unproductive use for which it was created. So God created these things so that we could give life, so that we could procreate God gives life, but so that man could procreate and and um, when you 're on your cycle or uh, you have complications during venereal diseases and and procreating it, 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 that, that just doesn 't please God. Um, things happen with the the seed, and so um, when we are uh, during a woman's cycle, they say that's the least time that they can get pregnant during the cycle. And so during all of that is, is unproductive. And so it, it just let me know that God doesn't like unproductiveness. He, he's not pleased with that. And so uh, we have to then uh, 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 go to him and try to and he in in leviticus 5 is saying this is how you make it right this is how you do this thing so um before we get into this is what you do afterwards during this time of unproductiveness god commanded them to be alone to isolate themselves uh this then lent time spent with God one-on-one. It lent for time to reflect. And it puts you in a stillness, in a still place. So a time of unproductiveness, isn't that amazing? So like a time of fasting is is not supposed to be productive on earth, but it's productive with God hallelujah so we're in a place of stillness a place of alone a place of one-on-one a place of stillness so we see a likeness when it comes to the things that are disrupted in the flesh how they then correlate and how they pulled you to a place that is most productive in God. And this has to be done with man's relationship between man and man. So you have to pull yourself away from man in order to connect yourself with God. This this is this is Leviticus y'all. This was in the beginning. And the man couldn't touch or be with another person. It just separated them from man and it put them in an alone place with God. God also used circumcision to solidify relationships with himself and the male. And totally, this was a God thing. This had nothing to do with man. So this was God's way of saying, you are mine. This is the way we, uh, uh, that when you procreate, then you give back to me in the circumcision. And so I like all of this because he's saying I've given you a mechanism to procreate, and then I've given you the same having to deal with um, the uh, fertility uh, and the, the, the uh, circumcision that you then it connects back up to me. Once you procreate, then you give back to me. Amen. So I just love God the way it's all, it comes together in a full circle, and I love that. But after time of the discharge, um, after, you know, I just think that when you go through things, even in the natural, and this is for us today, that absence, you know that, that term absence makes the heart grow fonder? So not only are you coming away from people and isolating yourself, but you're coming away from activities that you normally have with man. And so it, 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 it makes you look forward to something. Um, it, 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 it brings you closer to that thing. So uh, when this happened or after you had your time of, of uncleanliness, God um, wanted you to bring uh, an offering to him to show that you're clean, to signify that now you're clean. Um, He wanted you to bring either two doves or two pigeons. So you bring two doves or two pigeons, and one was for the sin offering and the other was for the burnt offering. And again, I'm confused because is this a sin that we come on our menstrual cycle? Is that a sin that that happens? But the burnt offering, uh, the sin offering, represented unintentional use for which it was designed. And that's what sin is, isn't it? Unintentional use for which it was designed. That is sin. And it could be unintentional or intentional, but in this case, it was unintentional use for which it was designed. And that was the sin offering. And then the burnt offering means, uh, the burnt means to ascend. So it signified a renewed relationship, coming back into a right standing. Hallelujah. And so... Um, as we stated before, that absence makes their heart grow fonder. So when we come back into that relationship after uh, experiencing an unclean uncleanliness here and in our lives, it just brings about um, a better relationship. So nothing is better than making up after you make it right, huh? You know, like for husband and wife, when you're fighting, you're not getting along. And so finally, it's like when you finally make up, the makeup, oh, my gosh, it is. So it's like a whole new relationship has evolved. And you're back in that love state and dating state. And, oh, how beautiful you are. And so just making up is wonderful. Um, I can tell you, um, in my life, um, it was darkest before the day in my life when my biological father was not a part of my life. And so that was very hard for me. And so when you, um, when, when I went through life and experienced that, I I just felt like, I don't know if you all felt like this at times where you're living your life in a cloud, uh, and, and I didn't know that at the time. I was living life day to day. But when I was about 12 years old, my mom met a man, and, and they married, and he became my stepfather in every sense of the word, every sense of the word. And it was like, oh, my God, he, he, he gave me a dad, and I was so excited and we had the best relationship. I just loved that He didn't have a daughter, and we just had the best relationship. It was so wonderful, and God restored that, and I was able to appreciate him so much because uh, that had never been a part of my life. So that 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 portion, it was a dark space in my life, but when God opened it up for me, oh, my gosh, it became, like, so clear, like, I was so so much closer to my stepfather because of the absence of my biological father. And I just appreciate him. To the day he died, I appreciated him because I realized he didn't have to do the things that he did. And so, again, it goes to show that things are, are made um uh, so abundantly clear, and after we see the uh, we make the wrongs right, Amen. After we make the wrongs right, it's always darkest before dawn, and before that, that that a uh, 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 manifestation of of light comes. It's all that's the place when it's most dark, and so in Leviticus. Um and what we're talking about here is when you're pulled away and then brought back into relationship. It is nothing better than than being in a fast but coming off of a fast. Like like after you spent time with God, then you get to manifest all of that stuff. Then you get to really walk in it and just see it and I love it. And so um I liken this 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 what God has us to to just another way of bringing us into a relationship, a better relationship with him. And and that's why he came, and all of it surrounded that relationship with him. And today, Christians walk in grace, and in that, Jesus took on the sin and uncleanliness, and he nailed it to the cross. So, once we walk in that, we live our lives in total appreciation for the work on the cross. See, without me knowing anything about Leviticus, I thank God, Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins i I thank you for that but but now that we 're getting a little bit of knowledge about Leviticus it 's even more stronger it 's like lord i Thank you for I thank you because we don't have to go and offer, go and offer pigeons and separate ourselves and our life ceases. We don't have to do those things. Why? Because now you live in us because of the sin that was taken upon uh, by Jesus. We don't have to now walk in that Leviticus way, but God now lives in us all the time, 24-7, days a week, 65 days a week. We have Jesus living in us. And that is so wonderful because uh, uh, I, it just, when I learned about this, I began to get excited because Jesus did all of that so that we wouldn't have to do that, so that he could live with us all the time. So that we we don 't have to separate ourselves from man, we we can separate ourselves daily because God is with us hallelujah uh, 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 we don 't have to separate uh, uh our time with him um, because of uncleanliness. Hallelujah, We can always have that one on one time, and that 's the reason why he came, and it was darkest before dawn when we begin to realize that we don't have to do those things anymore. Hallelujah. It was darkest, hallelujah, when Jesus was nailed to the cross. But he rose in light. Hallelujah. He rose in one morning. He rose. Hallelujah. And light was shed upon it. Hallelujah. Light was shed upon us, upon the world. Hallelujah. And without knowing the things that were required of God's people in Leviticus, we cannot appreciate what Jesus did. The more we know, the deeper the relationship becomes with God. That's why we got to get in our word. That's why it's so important to read your word because it strengthens your relationship with God. It strengthens your faith with God. It strengthens your, your obedience to God, everything is strengthened, hallelujah, when we know more, the more we know, the more it's strengthened. So what Leviticus tells us today is that the uncleanness here symbolizes using those things which God has given us improperly and not for his glory in any area but, excuse me, but more specifically to sexual things. So what Leviticus is telling us is that when we use things improperly, anything that God gave us, whether it's singing, dancing, preaching, teaching, uh, your business, deliver, whatever it is, whatever God has given you to minister to the world when we use those things or or when we act with even within our fruit, we act improperly, and it does not give God the glory, hallelujah. This is how it, uh, Leviticus relates, because it was improper there. And we do things improperly now. More specifically, Leviticus talking about sin, of sex. They're talking about the uh, improperness, of the uncleanliness of fertility. And we know it ain't, it's, it's not a, a mystery to us sex sales today. Sex sales. Sexual impurity is the is one of the most, uh, 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 I would say, strongest marketing tools today. You have uh, uh, mayonnaise getting together with mustard in the refrigerator. We have shampoos that you use in the shower that cause org- orgasms. We have sexual immorality and music and clothes and TV and videos and billboards. We have human sex trafficking. Uh, that's been on the rise. We have acts of rape and molestation that's continuing to rise. We have abortions that's rising. Children out of wedlock continuing to increase. Homosexuality cannot go on. Should I go on? Strip bars that that the you know uh, on, on corners that you see adult uh 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 you see those adult movie uh. Video places, all of those things, they're becoming norms in our society and have become norms in our society because Satan has taken one of the most serious commands and the first to man, be fruitful and multiply, to cause man to turn from God. That has been his intent since the commandment was given, and he continues that prayerfully by reading Leviticus 15 and seeing how important sex within the confines of God's instruction is to him. And we will begin to act appropriately and set our affections on him and not on things of this earth. And so that's what God was trying to see. And Leviticus, he, he took that impurity and that uncleanliness, and he said, now I want you to Draw yourself away and set your affection on me. Hallelujah. Not on things of this earth, not on, and in this, in this chapter, not on sexual things of this earth, but set your affection on me. Does God call us to a place of sexual uh, pureness in this dispensation of grace? Yes. He calls us to a, a place of sexual pureness, even in this grace. No, he don't say offer two pigeons and two doves, but Colossians tells us to mortify, therefore, your members, which are upon the earth, fornication and uh, uncleanliness and and inordinate affection, evil uh, concupiscences and covetousness, which is idolatry. All of these things he said, you know, get rid of those, mortify those, kill them. And in 17, he said, whatsoever you do in order, in in word, or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the, 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 the Father by him. Hallelujah. So, yes, God does call us, not in the way that he called them. We don't have to do that. But because God lives in us for the righteous, because God lives in us. He definitely, in fact, the bar is raised higher because God lives in you. You have the power at your hand to come against sexual impureness in your life. And not only to come against it, but to speak out against it. To raise your children against it. You know, um, I'm reminded, I, I have six girls, as uh, Apostle said, and I'm reminded of going through that phase where, you know, they're teenagers and feeling themselves and, 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 and uh, being involved with guys. And um, a couple of friends recommended that I put them on birth control. The devil is a liar. I'm not. I'm going to teach them the standard of God. Now what they do with that becomes their life. Now yes, we will have to help, but ultimately, if they do something to catch a disease, to catch a AIDS or to give birth, all of that then lies on their decision. I refuse. I was I was told, I was it was recommended by, by several. You need to put them on birth control. And and I just was totally against that. Because that was giving them the right to do it here. I don't want you to do it, but just in case, just in case, no, I will not do that. I said schools teach how they need to do it. You know, to, 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 save them. If they, if they want to take on this sin, then they will have to deal with that sin. They will have to deal with the sin. And so we have, as people of God, have to raise our children to respect the direction and instruction that God has placed on us when it comes to sexual uncleanliness and sex, sexual immoralities on, on the earth today. So we, we not only must first cleanse ourselves, and God is with us. He gives you the power. He gives you the power to sustain from sex when you're not married. He gives you the power to sustain you in your marriage and not go outside your marriage for for sex. He sustains you, he's there for you, hallelujah. So we need to be aware of that, hallelujah. We need to know that God's presence is there and he wants the very best for us, hallelujah. He wants us to live a life free of, of sexual impurities, sexual uncleanliness. He's there for us to do that. Reach out to him. Hallelujah. Reach out to him. Hallelujah. Let him know. Hallelujah. If you're struggling with it, hallelujah, let him know what what you have going on and let him help you with this. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray this morning as we bring this to a close. We're going to pray this morning. Hallelujah. For the unsaved that they receive, God. Hallelujah. And for the saved who are walking and experiencing you. Everybody experiences this because it's so rampant in every area of our lives, as we said in TV and videos, music, every movies, everything. We experience this sexual uncleanliness in the world today. Lord, we just pray, keep our minds on you. Hallelujah. We pray right now that you be strengthened in us, Father. We pray right now that you raise us up. Hallelujah. To, oh Lord, obey your instruction. But not only that, Father, teach us how to minister to our children, to Others, oh, Lord, in the world today and how this world is being corrupted, hallelujah, by sexual impurities, Father. So, Lord, just sustain us today, Father. Help us as we go, Father. Oh, Lord, we just ask, oh, Lord, that you, oh, Lord, draw us near. We love you today. We praise you. It's in the name of Jesus we ask these things. Amen, amen, and amen. Back in your hands. Hallelujah.
1: Amen, amen, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. People of God, amen. We just heard a wonderful, wonderful message, amen, from our very own anointed, appointed, amen, Dr. Don Cooper, Amen. All the way from Indianapolis, Indiana this morning. Amen. Coming to us. Amen. Bringing us, amen, the word of life. Amen. Bringing us, amen, some fresh manna this morning. Amen. Talking about the darkness before dawn. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm just so grateful people of God. Amen. For this powerful word. Amen. And Dr. Don, you truly blessed my soul on this morning. Amen. Coming and talking about amen, the sexual sins and the, the sexual imp, imp, impure things, amen, that God was allowing the children of Israel, amen, to get into a place, amen, to stay clean, stay holy before him, amen, because God knows, amen, that that, that the makeup of man and the desires of man, and how man, amen, can easily fall into sin. But thank God for Jesus, amen, that we have a way of escape, amen. We have a way, amen, of cleansing uh, through his precious blood today, amen. And so God uh, allowed the children of Israel, amen, and the priest to stand forth, amen, to be in the gap, to keep the people cleansed, to keep the people pointing, amen, to God. In those times, amen, when they become sexually impure, amen, hallelujah, whether it through be through nature's course or an act of disobedience in sin, amen, allowing one to become infected like, uh, uh, like Dr. Don was speaking this morning. So people of God, amen, we're going to open up the line this morning, amen, hallelujah, for those of you who just want to come forth, amen, this morning, amen, and bless the woman of God. Amen. The mighty, powerful Dr. Don Cooper. Amen. Uh, just come and give her words of encouragement and let her know that how the word bless you. Or something you may want to add, uh, uh, something that you heard that blessed you, and you may need, need more clarity on it. Amen. I'm quite sure the doctor will be glad, amen, to, to come forth and answer any questions. Uh, that one they have on this morning. So, people of God, we're going to open up the line, amen, uh, this morning, and just take a moment and bless and speak into the life of the woman of God, amen. So, the line is now open, people of God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm just thankful, amen, for you this morning, Dr. And you just said Uh, when you was talking about, amen, the, the menstrual cycles of, of women and, and how you were saying about how they were required to offer a sin offering, and you asked the question, um, is having a menstrual cycle of sin? And as you were, were speaking, and, and and I thank God for you and the anointing over your life because as you were speaking, Um, I I was looking at this text and and, and was not even touching on the area of of sexual things or impure things. And and the Holy Spirit was just beginning to just download different things in me as you were speaking and and bringing clarity um, to me. And you asked the question, you know, is it productive to God? And I began to think that, you know, under the old day, under the old covenant, Amen. Everything that the people did and everything that took place in the lives of the children of Israel was productive to God. And see, the Bible says that um, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And see, women, um, as I was just listening to the Holy Spirit this morning, you know, women were still, amen, under the consequences of the fall of mankind. Women were still under the curse, amen, that was laid upon Eve, amen, when she sinned. So every month, every month, women had a menstrual cycle. In other words, there was a shedding of blood that that came forth, and and if I'm wrong, people, God, if I'm wrong, doctor, Amen. Just just please come back and and bring clarity to me because I was just getting this downloaded this morning, Amen. I didn't study this or or anything, but just a thought that came in my mind that, and and it was a constant reminder.
0: You want amen. it Prophet. to the women
1: every month when they came on their cycle. Amen. It, it was a sacrifice, the shedding of the blood. Amen. Was a sacrifice, you know, un, unto God. And, and was it? And you asked the question: Is it productive to God? Yes, I believe that back in those days, a menstrual cycle you know, was very productive because it was a shedding of blood and it was a time, amen, where women had to be away from everybody else, amen, and in that place where they could begin, hallelujah, to get greater into the things of God and to be restored, amen, they had to now come back, amen, and offer the sin offerings for the sin that was committed through ease, to keep it well-pleasing unto God, amen, and be a constant reminder to the people of the consequences of sin. And, amen, and and without the shed, I say again, without the shed and the blood, there is no remission of sins, as it tells us, amen, in in the New Testament teachings. And and I'm just so thankful, you know, and and when you ask that question, is it productive to, to God? You know, it it was productive to God back in those days, the women going through their menstrual cycles. And, you know, we have to remember, people of God, that the children of Israel was all around pagan nations. Everything around Israel, all the other gods and the many gods that they served, the most powerful and influential gods that was in the earth at that time, was those who were gods of sexual impurity, or sexual immorality. You know, because that caters to a person's flesh, and 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 Dr. Don spoke it so clearly when she said that sex sells. We see sex selling at an all-time high. Sex is now... Be- become an organization. Sex now is getting rings together and, and, and getting groups and organizations together to come together and figure out how to keep sex sold. Even the sexual preferences of young children. Even we have things called sexual slavery. Where sex now is in demand at an all-time high and it's not missing or covering even the young babies, the young children, that some of them won't even never get an opportunity to grow up without being violated. And see, back in those days, sexual immorality was an all-time high. Back in the Old Testament days, and you had the the gods of Baal and the gods of uh, Astaroth, Amen. Who were your sexual fertility gods? So part of the pagan rituals was to have uh, have sessions of sex. That was part of their worship. That was part of their praise unto those gods, that they had to perform all these sexual acts. And the sad part about it was, as we began to look at some of the prophets' writings of Jeremiah and Isaiah, and God began to show the prophets, amen, that how even in some of the temples that were erected to him, that the children of Israel have become so callous in their hearts that they begin to turn those temples that was once for him into shrines of prostitutes. To let us know, people of God, that sex sells. <laughs> and sex is still a snare, amen, in the nostril of God. And see, when there's a whole lot of sex going on, see, there's also diseases. There's also unwanted children. And the Bible covers that, and we hear God talking about that. And see, another thing I'm reminded of in this chapter of Leviticus, when when he's speaking about, amen, these uh, diseases and things coming from sex, is I'm reminded that the children of Israel was also allowing other people to come and be inclusive into the Jewish community. Because if certain other nation nationalities decided that they want to come and join in with God's people and follow God's ways, see, they were allowed to do that. And who's to say that everybody was always coming with good intention? <laughs> My God. Woo! That's powerful right there. <laughs> See, so so some of the nations may have been planting uh, uh, uh people into the Jewish, the Israelite community, amen, to bring about a way of trying to come in and distort the people's belief. And to come in and try to plant the thoughts, amen, in their minds. And we have to remember that the children of Israel came out of Egypt where they saw these practices or they, in their minds, these practices was passed down uh, on how things was done in Egypt. So the people had a concept. The children of Israel had a concept of these sexual sins, and they probably seen them practiced. And even though all the old generation had died out in the wilderness, amen. Hallelujah. But the thoughts and the, the, the lessons were probably passed on to the children of Israel. And now God was...
0: Amen. glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We just bless the name of the true living God in this place. Hallelujah. For ministering to us amen. We want to thank you so much for joining us on the Kingdom International Intercession and Word of Empowerment Broadcast Sunrise Service under Divine Order Restoration Ministries International. We look forward to fellowshipping with you in the presence of the Lord every Sunday morning at five thirty AM Eastern Standard Time. If you want to connect with us daily you can definitely join us, amen, in our daily Bible study, amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. By joining us at the following, amen. You can dial in at three, one nine five two seven two three three two again that's three one nine five two seven two three three two we're on every morning at 5 30 a.m eastern standard time so again we want to thank you so much for joining us in the kingdom international intercession and word of empowerment broadcast amen in jesus name amen amen and amen